Good morning. Welcome to Backshed Bible Study. I am finally back. It has been what seems like forever since we've been able to uh, join together and uh, be here in the shed. Today is February 26th, 2024. It's the first time I've been able to say 2024 here on the Backshed. That's how long it's been. Two months that uh, that we've been that we have been away. I'm glad to be back here with you. Uh, and this is episode number 161, uh, which is uh, just crazy to believe. We started this thing about four years ago, and uh, boy, it's fun to be, uh, be doing this and spending these Monday mornings with you. So hoping to uh, be doing a lot more of these in the near future, get back onto a regular cadence now that we've uh, figured it out. Facebook has not been happy with me. And ultimately what happened over the last uh, month or so is I have not been able to uh, post this through to Facebook. So uh, that's, that's the story there. Uh, but glad you're here. I'm going to be jumping in to the book of John chapter one this morning. And this is, uh, for those of you that are regulars, this is a little bit of a departure uh, from our normal series. Uh, but I think you'll find it very worthy, uh, very worthwhile uh, as I jump into a little bit of a devotional format this morning. The reason I'm going into John is because John is where I am going um, in the uh, next several weeks personally in my own devotional study. And I'm doing that because we are spending time in the book of John uh, over at Sunrise in our uh, uh uh, weekly sermons in our uh, seven-week sermon series uh, titled entitled I Am, and we are going through the I Ams, the seven I Ams, uh, where Jesus speaks in his own words about who he is and uh, why he came to this earth and uh, the fact that he and the Father are one. So uh, that's where uh, we are going uh, John chapter one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Uh, how many times over my lifetime have I read those words written by John, one of the apostles uh, close to Jesus and thought and just and just went right past them. What was John saying there when he said, in the beginning was the word? Uh, how many times do we hear the word word in scripture and kind of skip right over it uh, in so many ways as you read the book of John? Uh, and as I'm reading the book of John right now, you have to stop so quickly in, uh, in this first verse of the book of John and really understand what he's saying. The first thing he says is, in the beginning. Harkening back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning. In the beginning, when nothing else existed, before all things were created, as, as far back as could be measured, already existed God. And John says, in the beginning was the Word. 
in the beginning and and the writers will explicitly under or the readers i'm sorry will explicitly understand that john is talking about jesus in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god john makes such a clear statement here and it is so good and in, in the richness of john 1 is the bold statement that john makes in in saying in the beginning was the word and the word was with god that that jesus was there at the beginning of creation he in in at first when he says was with God, that he was side by side with God, and then to say, and the Word, and Jesus, was God. That there, there is a definitive statement made that, that the Son, Jesus, is co-equal with the Father, and that he was there at creation. So good. Okay, he was with God, verse 2, in the beginning. Uh, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made. All things were made through him. And without him, not anything made that was made was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And, and obviously, as as he's using these things like the word and light and the light shining in the darkness and the darkness being death and that that death tried to overcome Jesus and could not do it the darkness could not overcome the light of Jesus Christ and could not destroy the word and and so then from there John goes straight to John the Baptist and and kind of skips and just says establishes the preeminence of Jesus and the deity of Jesus and he says in it, then there was a man sent from God whose name was John and he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him he was not the light but came to bear witness about the light and and I love that as he continues to use these images of light um, so first we have the word, and now he is called light, um, that in verse 9 says, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And so um, so there's there's this, okay, John is here, but John is not the true light. I mean, John is a good guy. And he's doing some great things, and he's bringing uh, people, he's baptizing people into repentance, but he's not the Savior. The true light, the Savior, is coming. And so verse 10, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, to his own people, and his own people did not receive him. And then there's this beautiful verse in verse 12, memorize John 1, 12, if you don't have it memorized. Um, now, I'm going to read it here in the ESV today, and then I'm going to go back to the New American Standard, um, because that's how I memorized it back in college. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, 
he gave the right to become children of God. But to all who receive, who did receive him, and, and, and again, John now is writing uh, later, okay? And so he's looking backwards, and that's why he's talking in the past tense. To all who received him, who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become uh, children of God. I memorized that, uh, but as many as received him, to them he gave uh, the right to become children of God. Um. John 1, 12, great verse. Verse 13, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. They're born of God. And, and there is um, this uh, reference almost to being born again. Um, I think you could uh, tie that together. Um, that we're we're talking not of a physical birth, a birth that's happening uh, through a person, uh, through conception, uh, through physical conception. It is uh, so. It's not the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. No, no one intending to go have a child, but this is God birthing a new person in that in those who received Him. As many as received Jesus Christ, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Boy, isn't that beautiful. And, and even here in John, before we've heard all about the things that Jesus did, um, we, we don't have a, distinguish, uh, uh, a distinguishing factor between Jews and Gentiles here. Okay, He just says, hey, to everybody that received him. He gave the right to become children of God, even to those that believe in his name. And the word became flesh, verse 14, and dwelt among us. And so here is the word that was there in the beginning, and he comes back in human form and dwells among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh, man, isn't this so cool? And John bore witness about him and cried out. And, and, and so John um, sees him out there, and this is a, uh, and, and cries out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me. Because he was before me. And so even John looks at Jesus and says, hey, he's younger than me. I was born first. Um, uh, and I was out here doing this. But here comes Jesus, and he existed before I ever existed. Okay? That's, that's really big. And so verse 16, for from his fullness we have all received grace Upon grace, don't can't you just hear a uh, uh, Scottishman saying "grace upon grace"? Oh, can he just uh, uh, so for from his fullness we've all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And notice that John says grace and truth. Okay, boy, isn't that uh, something that today in the church, uh, in the modern Western church, we struggle uh, between grace and truth. 
we have uh, parts of the church that emphasize grace and only grace. And hi, Claire. Oh my goodness, so good to see you. Um, and and so we have grace and only grace. And then you have these sides that are committed to the truth. That that you know at all costs the truth. And John right here just simply says, grace and truth. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so we can have those two coexisting. And and the church gets out of whack with this. I mean, we with the modern day church just gets out of out of whack with this because we um will will tend to want to emphasize one over the other. You know, in this this grace of this this undeserved grace, you know, that we get, um, this amazing gift that we get, and we focus so much on that gift of salvation. Um, but the truth of Jesus Christ and and as John proclaims this truth, he is, I think it's important to understand, John is is talking to people that are um, uh, probably Greek Jews. You know, they're they're Jews that have um, are having a lot of trouble accepting that Jesus is the Messiah, and they're they're um, uh, skeptical. They're skeptical Jews that that really don't want to accept that Jesus is the Messiah. And so um, for him to be making all of the statements that he's making in these first 18 verses is so powerful um, because he is saying, listen, this Jesus that we, uh, all of us disciples, are proclaiming is God. He has existed since all time. He is the way and he is the truth. Oh, he is the way to salvation. He is the truth. And so many of us are so afraid to make a truth claim today. Um, I, I think about this when I watch our culture, when I watch Christians in our culture, we, we all try to figure out how to manage culture and how to uh, manage our way to navigate our way through culture. And we're, we're afraid. Uh, and I think so often we are afraid to make a truth claim, an absolute truth that Jesus is God. Jesus is Messiah. And this is the one that gets people. Jesus is the only way. There is no other way to eternal life than that is of through Jesus. And, and I know that there are people who watch along here that are going, Cliff, I don't agree with that. And, and right now, that's fine. That, that's fine that you don't agree with that. Like we, can, we live in a free country and we can disagree with each other. But that is the claim of Christ is the only way, the only truth. Uh, no other way. And, and so as, as we understand that, then my entire worldview is formed by the fact that Jesus is the only way. And so that, that affects everything. That affects how I live. It affects my conversations. Um, and, um, and if I believe he's the only way, I want you to know that he is the only way. Um, I don't 
want to be taught. I don't want to be tolerant in the modern day definition of tolerance is that, yeah, what you believe is going to be fine. Go for it. And, and in fact, you know what, I'll, I'll completely affirm that what you believe is just fine. No, I can't. I, I can say, I, I, I believe, I understand. My understanding of truth is that, is that what most people out there in the world believe today is not truth. Um, it's in some, some ways, a, just a deceived, um, some half-truths and things like that. And in other ways, um, just complete, you know, people are, are, are living lives being deceived by the world. And yet, you know, we can make this truth claim, right? And yet the amazing part about this is the God of all creation cares so much for each and every one of us that he, he loves us and he is not willing. And as we're going to see in chapter three of John, he's not willing that any of us should perish. And so he sends his son, Jesus Christ, as him. God, co-equal with God in creation, uh, to save us so that we may have eternal life and live with him. There you go. That's the gospel. And, uh, and, and that's what we're about, followers of Jesus Christ. So uh, I think that's the perfect place to stop today. I rambled for about the first 15 minutes, and I felt like the last 10 minutes were, that's the truth. It's in the word. John chapter 1 verses 1 through 18 today. Again, uh, putting a slight pause on the Acts, uh, the series in the book of Acts, and uh, just going to take you devotionally where I'm going um, in uh, this time leading up to Easter. I'm going to be spending time here in the book of John. Um, And uh, so I'm not going to dig into the I am's because we're going to be doing that at church and you can get that at church. Also, just something to be looking toward is in the uh, week before Easter Sunday, um, just to kind of prepare your minds and hearts, I will be leading us through a daily backshed uh, that will be the uh, uh, the days of the Passion Week. And so whatever happened on the Monday before Jesus was crucified, we're going to talk about on Monday. Uh, whatever happened on Tuesday, we're going to talk about on Tuesday and so on. So uh, that's something you can be looking forward to in that week before Easter. And hey, if you're not a follower of Christ and you're going... You know, like Cliff, I'm I'm uh, kind of uh, enticed a little bit by this. I want to I want to know more. Uh, definitely be watching along. I think this John series is going to be uh, this will be great to go into the Gospel of John, but also that Easter week um, as we talk through everything that happened in the life of Jesus in his last week on this earth. Um, I think we will um, find things that. Uh, we didn't haven't seen before, so it will be uh, a good time uh, for all of us. Let's pray together. Thank you for the uh, four of you. I see that uh, that found me here on the Backshed Bible Study Facebook page. Thrilled to have you all here. Thank you for your comments today. Uh, great to see you. And uh, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to cut this live stream off here. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. We love you. And um, I commit the rest of this day to you that we will um, be pursuing you and everything that we do. And Lord, the the big piece I got out of today is grace and truth, that you um, put Jesus Christ here on this earth uh, to be grace 
but to also be truth and help us uh, as your followers, as followers of Christ, to live that in our everyday lives, a life full of, full of grace, a life full of truth. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray this. Amen. All right. Uh, so grateful to have you all here. And uh, it's fun to be back. I can't wait to see you next time. I'm going to try to do this every week. Um, and uh, the only time I may have to take a week off here and there is when I am preaching. But I don't think I'm preaching again until till after Easter. So um, so we're, we'll hopefully be back here every week. And uh, got a couple of guests hopefully lined up. We'll see if we can uh, pull that off. But in the meantime... Thank you so much for joining me and uh, have a fantastic week. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for the Backshed Bible Study Podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. The Backshed is hosted by yours truly, Cliff Carey, and is a ministry of Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. The Backshed Bible Study can be viewed live every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Facebook at facebook.com slash sunrise community online. All video episodes are also available at youtube.com slash sunrise community church. For more information about Sunrise and its ministries, go to www.sunrise.church. We hope you're able to join us again next time here in the Backshed.